previously on Mentally Yours. For you, what's the kind of voice in your head like? Do you find it more critical or are you able to get kind of distance from things? Very, very critical. Mm -hmm. Very critical. Overwhelmingly so. I've always been a self-doubter of myself. Um, very hard on myself always put myself down mm. and actually quite verbal as well so people often say to me oh, you're not very nice about yourself Dan when I'm putting myself down it's mentally yours from Ellen and focus on your mental health you surely won't regret it's mentally 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 yours mentally yours mentally yours So I know that, first of all, you've got a new podcast, which is called Gossip. Can you tell us a bit about that and why everyone should be listening to it? Um, So Gossip is a scripted comedic podcast, and it's it's a different format for, like, the scripted podcast space, at least, like, for American podcasts, um, because it's not, like, a sci-fi or mystery or, you know, (laughs) murder-based show. It's um, about three female friends who get together every week and and gossip about um, what's going on in their town, and I sort of base it off of, like, my favorite primetime soaps, like Desperate Housewives, Devious Maids, Jane the Virgin, um, and it's a female-driven show, and I think it's a, a fun listen. I, I kind of my intention was to make it that each episode was interesting and entertaining, and not that you're just like waiting for some big reveal at the end. It's a very different format of a podcast because I've been listening to, and you have some fans in the Metro office in general. Oh, thank you. <laughs> On to kind of heavier, heavier things. Uh, you've been quite open about having OCD. Recently, you did a video about how medication has made you gain weight. And I noticed a lot of people really resonated with that. Can you tell us a bit about what happened with that medication? Why specifically was it a change in medication? How you weighed up, you know, staying on medication rather than going off it and focusing on weight? Sure. So I've um, I've been on and off meds since I was four years old. Um, <laughs> and I have periods where I'm on medication, periods where I'm off medication. And um I've been on pretty much every type of antidepressant there is, um, at least like the SSRIs. And there'd be various versions of side effects. So growing up, I would like when I was on Paxil from like eight to 12, I did put on a lot of weight there. And I think also again in college, I put on some weight. And then I had been off of meds when I was 21. And then like, I guess maybe almost a year and a half ago now, I was in a bad place and I just wasn't addressing, you know, I wasn't taking care of my mental health and I sort of needed some help. Um, And I went on Zoloft and uh, with the Zoloft, I mean, it, it was amazing and it helped me so much, but I put on like probably like over 20 pounds. Um, And, you know, the, that's not healthy. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like some weight gain is, is normal and like a side effect, but I kind of put on quite a bit. Um, and so I sort of waited until I had like stabilized where I felt like I was in a, in a good enough place where I could experiment with potentially changing the medication to find one that had less side effects. Um, and so, you know, there was a few months there where I, I gained the weight and I was just, you know, dealing with that and I was in a good place mentally. So that wasn't my priority. But um, then I sort of was like, okay, well, I guess now I should probably address this. And so, you know, under the 
guide of my psychiatrist. I transitioned off of the Zoloft onto um, Trintelix, and now I'm on Trintelix and Wellbutrin. Are there any side effects to the new meds that you're on? Um, not that I'm aware of. I mean, it's always a little hard to go off of medication, so going off of the Zoloft was not fun. <laughs> but um, it wasn't like unbearable or anything. And, and I think Trintelix is a newer medication, so there's less side effects, which is part of why I, I went on that. And when you spoke to your um, doctor about kind of the side effects and wanting to come off, how did they react? Were they understanding of, you know, why you wanted to come off that particular medication? I think that she, I mean, she was hesitant at first because the Zoloft was working great. Um, but, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm on camera. I'm like under 30. I'm single. Like, you know, like I, I also didn't want to be 20 pounds heavier for the rest of my life. Um, and so I think that like she understood that. And um you know, it wasn't like I was like, I want to be off of meds. I was like, I just want to try another option. How was it being on camera, kind of having put on weight? It was terrible. <laughs> I'm still I'm still much heavier than I was. Um, but I've, I've lost a few pounds having changed the medication. And I also need to like adjust my diet and my exercise. And, you know, it's not like I'm sure it's not all just the meds. I'm also getting older. So my metabolism probably is not the same. But yeah, it's 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 never fun to have to adapt to a new body type with everyone telling you about your new body type. <laughs> what kind of responses were you getting and what kind of comments were you receiving? Um, a lot of like, is she pregnant? Oh my God, what happened to Allison? She gained so much weight. Um, you know, the fun stuff. And just lovely, concerned, yeah. pleasant things. Perfect. It's wonderful. <laughs> when you release the video kind of openly saying like, this is why I might look a bit different. It's because of medication. Did you get a good reaction to that? Were people more understanding and less you know, internet horrible? Yes. I mean, that's what makes all of this worth it is like one troll doesn't matter if I like help like five people who like need to go on meds, like feel comfortable going on meds. Like I am a huge proponent of like putting your mental health first. And I think that people really don't talk about the side effects of it enough. And they also don't talk about that. It sometimes outweighs, you know, like the, the benefits outweigh the side effects in a lot of cases. Um, so yeah, that, that, that video, the response to that made me feel like so much better about my decision. And it also like, you know, I stayed on the Zola for a few months after that because I felt like I'm making the, I was making the right choice. But at a certain point it was like, well, this, this isn't the only option for me. So I might as well try something that could not have that side effect. I think a lot of us on medication, including myself, obviously, think they have to put up with a certain number of side effects because it's like, well, this is literally preventing me from feeling awful. So I'll put up with, you know, not being able to sleep or putting on weight. What's the kind of balance of that been like for you? Do you have any advice on when the side effects are too much and when you do need to think about changing meds? Well, I think you should always be having a big discussion with your psychiatrist when you're starting a new medication. And, you know, if you're, if you have a, a good one, then they're constantly, you know, while you're transitioning, they're checking in, they're making sure it's good. Like, um, I think that you, you sort of know. <laughs> I also think that there's like been improvements to medications and there is, combinations of medications. And so it's not something where like, you're going to try one thing and then you'll be fixed. I mean, sometimes that happens and that's great, but, um, you know, it, it is a journey and like you, it's your body and you have to decide like what you're comfortable with. Also, there are so many options out there. Absolutely. There's so many now. I didn't realize when I started, I thought it was just Prozac and that's it. But you can actually try different options and find one that works better for you. Totally. And different, um, different dosage and then like you know these like 
these additions like Wellbutrin really balances nicely with like an SSRI and, and like um, I was on something else at one point, Brintelix, like there, there's a lot of things that they can do. <laughs> and also there's, you know, other things other than medication that you can do, like exercise is so important. Sleeping well is so important, you know, potentially like meditation, mindfulness, like it's, it's not like a one-stop shop. Like you have to do a bunch of things. For you personally, you're doing a lot of quite intense work stuff with podcasting, with YouTube. How are you looking after your mental health in the midst of that? Actually, my mental health is the healthiest when I'm busy. Um, it's I really kind of spiral out of control when I when I don't have purpose or when I don't have anything to do. So for me right now, as like a bunch of my projects are like winding up, like I'm terrified of like August because <laughs> like my my deadlines will be done by then and. I don't really have the next thing. And so that's like, what's the scariest thing to me. And I'm trying to just like not focus on that and realize that like things change all the time. An opportunity can present itself. I have to be open to different opportunities. And also that, you know, I have worked really hard this year. And if I take a month off, that's not the end of the world, which is something I could never have done um, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I relate to that quite hard. (laughs) I'm just terrible at taking any kind of holiday because I know the entire time I'll be not feeling great. I think sometimes your brain just needs something to focus on so it can't run rampant on negative things. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I can do a vacation. Like if I'm like, I'm on vacation then I'm on vacation. But like if it's a work day and I don't know what to do with myself, then that's really hard. <laughs> do you have any kind of self-help set up for when the deadlines pass? Not to make you think about that at the moment. <laughs> but in terms of you mentioning exercise and meditation, is there anything that you find helpful? I'm trying to like live more in the moment. I think that I a lot of my anxiety comes from the future. And like, I'm trying to just like have this new mantra that's just sort of like, I'm going to have a fun summer, (laughs) you know, like I, I'm like, I have enough money saved. Like it's okay if I like have a little break in between and, and just like trying to focus on like the normal, like the day to day and like, oh, in this moment I'm safe and I'm fine. And, and like, I can, I can enjoy this time. Like a lot of times, a big thing I'll say to myself is like, I'm safe. Mm, I think that's huge, especially around OCD. I think safety is a huge kind of trigger and positive trigger as well. Can you tell us a bit about your personal journey with OCD, kind of when you got diagnosed, um, how your family were with it? I don't know if they had previous experience. They didn't, but they're they're kind of the only reason I'm alive um, because they just sort of addressed it head on so quickly Um, because I had pandas. So um, I got strep throat and then the symptoms showed up pretty quickly. Um, to the point where my parents thought maybe I had like a brain tumor because my personality changed so drastically. Um, but you know, they like got me to doctors. They like got me in therapy. They got me on Prozac when I was four years old. And, uh, it was never, at least growing up, it was never an option for me to not, to not address my mental health. Like it was like, I had to go to therapy. Like it wasn't a choice. (laughs) Um, And then I got off meds when I was 12. And so then I had like, I had more flexibility um, until I went back on when I was 18. But yeah, I mean, it is, I, it's been a roller coaster. (laughs) Um, There's so many things that I can do now that I could never have done before. Uh, A lot of my stuff is cleanliness based. So just the fact that like, I have a dog and I got the dog in big part for like, um, exposure therapy and like that I can go out, walk the dog, go somewhere. And then I'll let her come on my lap. 
is even though I haven't like wiped her feet down yet, like that's huge. I could never have done that before. The fact that I'm like petting other dogs on the street, couldn't have done that before. Um, just like all these like little constraints that I just have had throughout my life, like in the last like year or so, I feel like I'm finally moving past them. And it's not that I don't still track the dirt. Like I'm still tracking the dirt. (laughs) It's just that I'm, um, letting it be okay that the dirt exists and that it's there and it's potentially on my couch. I feel like a dog is such a good way to do that as well. Oh yeah. I mean, I can't recommend having an animal enough. Like, you know, she's like an emotional support animal for me and she brings me like so much joy. And it's also something to focus on. That's not myself and, you know, my own worries and yeah. And to, and to love something that is like dirty is huge. (laughs) That is massive. I think, um, to sound extremely uncool I kind of had a similar thing with just plants like just being responsible for something else was huge it just made you feel like okay like I might be doing a bit of a rubbish job taking care of myself but at least I'm keeping this succulent alive absolutely and like that you have like a purpose and that you're you know like sometimes I'm like I can't believe that I'm the only reason she's alive (laughs) yeah that's a lot of power Right? Like, I mean, anyone would take her. She's an incredible dog. But at least for right now, I'm the reason she's alive. And can you talk about with OCD, it's not kind of a linear, okay, I did this, now it's fixed and it's gone forever. Do you find that certain things will kind of trigger it again or bring it back in kind of a worse period? Yeah, absolutely. So I recently, my apartment was recently renovated. And um, being displaced from my home and having a place where I felt like comfortable, um, it really rocked me. <laughs> like I, I was lucky that I was in a much more stable place at the time to like, because I still got knocked down a few tiers, but I was higher up. So I didn't fall all the way down. Um, but it was, that was very, very challenging for me to not feel like I had a safe space and to like have to you know, to have to like stay at hotels. And I I stayed with my ex-boyfriend, which caused a lot of problems in our relationship. And, um, that's why I say (laughs) ex-boyfriend and, you know, it, um, it was really difficult for me and there's still construction going on in my home and, and like trying to deal with that. But, um, sort of once I got my bed back, I felt sort of like a person again, but that like really triggered all of that stuff for me again. And, and like living out of a suitcase and yeah, so there's definitely times where things are going to not go your way because, you know, I think that you figure out what works for you and then you do your best to like maintain that so that you don't stumble. Um, like you're like, okay, I can, if I have every, if I have it, everything like this, then I'm fine. And then when something's not like that, it's like, uh oh, here we go again. Yeah, it's just having those kind of safety routines. And not to pour salt in the wound of the ex-boyfriend thing. How does OCD or how has OCD kind of affected your relationships? Not well. (laughs) I mean, I think that I'm only now in a place where I can be in a healthy relationship. I think that the obsessive thinking has caused a lot of harm. I think my anxiety has caused a lot of harm. Um, I I think I'm I was in a lot of ways like less fun than people who who don't struggle with this. Um, my I had a different ex who basically left me because of my anxiety, um, and so that was rough and a hard thing to deal with because I had felt like I had gotten to this place where it wasn't the most dominant thing in my life. And then to still lose a relationship over, it was really difficult. Um, but you know, 
it's a process. And I, and looking back, I'm like, oh, well, I did not handle that well. I, I, I took too long to address what was going on. I should have been on meds earlier, you know, and it's all like the learning curve. And I also, I don't want to necessarily be with someone who's just like super okay with me having mental illness. Like I want to, to get better, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, I don't need an enabler. I need someone who like understands, but I also like a big thing with, with OCD is like reassurance and, and like asking for that constantly. And I need to get to a place where I'm not doing that. Yeah. I think that's huge. Um, one interesting thing was we were talking to someone last week who actually also has OCD and they were saying that an issue that they had with their boyfriend was that, um, in not reassuring, they were kind of deliberately trying to like confront things head on. So she would, for example, say, can we not hug or kiss before you've cleaned your hands? And he would just absolutely refuse to. Um, and I think, you know, that that's an interesting approach. It didn't work out for them. Um, I don't know if you have any advice for for partners of people with OCD about how you should be dealing with it and how you should be understanding, but again, not enabling. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's like boundaries. So, you know, I think that something like washing your hands, like when you come in, like if you can, then that's great and like do that. But there's also going to be times when like, maybe you forget, like, and it's not the end of the world. And like, uh, and it's, I think it's like kind of meeting in the middle and in terms of reassurance, it's like, you know, if someone asks you a question, like give them the answer. But then when they ask it three times, you have to be like, I already gave you that answer. You also have to understand that their brain works differently than yours. And I think that that is like the biggest lesson is that just what's going on in, in my brain is different than probably what's going on in a lot of other people's brains. Um, and it's like not a thing that I welcome or that I want. Um, but I think that there needs to be like a level of empathy and that's something that you can sort of suss out from your partner pretty quickly if they like get it or they don't. And if they don't have empathy, then I, it's kind of, it's going to be tough. That's a big red flag in general, yes. not having any empathy. <laughs> Absolutely. And same with friendships. I know obviously you work with Gabby, you're good friends as well. She's obviously understanding. Um, how does she help you with those kinds? Of, how do you maintain kind of a working relationship with being friends and also having that kind of mental health impact as well? Well, she struggles with a lot of the stuff too. So I think we're both just, you know, we both have flare ups and luckily they don't happen at the same time. That's lucky. <laughs> Final question is if there are other people listening who are struggling with their mental health or are worried about kind of side effects of medication or anything like that, is there any advice that you could give? I think that like we just have to change the way that we talk about it and in that like it is a part of your body and it is a part of your health and it's something that like you owe it to yourself to to address it's been such a present part of my life that I still have a hard time understanding how much stigma is still attached to it for a lot of people as soon as you're comfortable with it people around you will be comfortable with it too <laughs> you know like if you treat it like the way you treat having diabetes or you know that then you're you're changing the discourse and you're making it a more accepted thing. And I just like, I just like people just owe it to themselves to like be open to change and to getting help because they like deserve to be happy and, or to be in a better place and get a dog. Exactly. Oh yeah. That's my main advice is just get a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so this is 
Mentally yours, mentally yours.